This is Ray Martinez. Thank you for joining me in today's podcast. We're going to take a deep dive into Galatians 2.20 and what it means. So I've titled this message, Crucified with Christ. Why? Why do we need to be crucified? And what does that crucifixion mean? Let me read the verse. It says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That's what Paul wrote down. A little bit of explanation is that Jesus calls us to lay down our lives and follow after him. He says that to live, we must die, Luke 9, verses 22 through 24. He says if we would seek to gain our life, we will lose it. But if we lose it for his sake, we will find it. (laughs) Almost sounds like a riddle, doesn't it? Paul is speaking in the passage of the fact that when Jesus died, he had Paul and Paul's sin in his own body. Paul owed a great penalty for his own grievous sin, and Jesus paid it. Paul's sin was imputed to Christ, and Christ's righteousness was imputed to Paul. This, of course, was not just for Paul, but for everyone who believes in the name of Jesus and puts their faith in him to save them by, how? His death on the cross. With Christ's crucifixion, we are crucified with him. In his resurrection, we are raised with him. Now we live an eternal life, though we're still on earth and this mortal body of ours. By faith, we remember that we are in Him. Having died with Him, we live with Him. Practically, this means that our old self, with its passions and desires, is done away with. We don't live for those things anymore, but rather for the things of Christ. He has put His own desires in us. He has put His own Spirit in us to guide us into all truth and to empower a righteous life. This takes remembering by spending time with God in Christ and staying mindful of the fact presented by Paul as we go through our daily lives, having taken up our cross to follow Jesus. Let's break down four key parts about Galatians 2.20. Number one, It says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. Jesus took on our flesh, Hebrews 2.14, so that he could take on our sins, 1 Peter 2.24. When he died, he carried our curse to the cross, the list of the sins we have committed and will commit. It's all gone to the cross. To believe in him is to die with him. We have died with Christ. Point number two, it says, but Christ lives in me. Folks, I am more alive than ever because Christ lives in me by the Holy Spirit. What once drove me has been killed on the cross. And now I am driven by God, the kingdom, and the pursuit of righteousness. His Holy Spirit empowers me to want this and to pursue this. That desire is all of a sudden just implanted in us. I think most of us would say, boy, that's a miracle of its own. (laughs) 
Point number three, it says the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. This is a reality. I am dead to sin. I am dead to the kingdom of darkness, but I remember this by faith. I am no longer a slave to sin, Romans 6, 17, because I have died to it. But I must live this new life by faith or I will forget who I am. And in my flesh, I could go back and live as though I weren't dead to those things. Jesus and the apostles give warning about this. If we read Romans 6, verses 6 through 8, it's important to read. I'm going to read it with you. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. Pretty crystal clear in the scripture. Then why didn't God do this hundreds of years ago before Christ was born? Why did it take so long? Well, I think 1 Timothy 2.6 clears the air about this matter. Let's read it. It says, he gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. His timing is perfect, not ours. Remember, God has stated before, my ways are not your ways and your ways are not mine. Here is the fourth point where it says, who loved me and gave himself for me. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. 1 John 3.16 Christ is our example of what it means to love one another to the point of giving our lives. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son that whosoever would believe in him would never die but live forever. John 3.16 I think it's interesting how the two uh, books and verses parallel each other. That's first John 3:16 and then there's John 3:16. Jesus explained that if we want to be great, we must be servants. Matthew 20 verse 26. Living a crucified life means that you willingly humble yourself before a mighty God in total surrender. The cross is a symbol of death and hope all at the same time. Jesus died and rose from the dead. Likewise, our old nature must die so that we can live as brand new creation in Christ. That's what baptism is all about, is to die to Christ, get dunked under the water, come up as a new person. So to take up our cross, however, really means to lay our strengths aside. It means to lay our ego strengths aside. Taking up our cross means instead picking up those weaknesses that we so often try to run away with from life. Think about our ego. Look at it as an acronym. It means to edge God out. That's what we do when we get our own ego in the way. In Luke 9.23, Jesus looks at the disciples and he tells them, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their own life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. 
We have to leave our weaknesses behind. That's all Jesus is offering. I'll take care of it. To carry a cross means to fully put your trust in God even in the middle of the storms and the battles in your life. It means that although you may be in the extremely difficult situation, you always trust that God is with you in the midst of your suffering. In conclusion, I'm going to make reference to Martin Luther because he has said some profound things, but I really like when he talks about this whole idea of salvation. Martin Luther so famously wrote in his Theses 23 of the Heidelberg Disputation in 1518. Here's what he says. The law says, do this, and it is never done. Grace says, believe in this, and everything is already done. That's fantastic. We have nothing to lose or gain, in other words. The pressure to self-justify has been removed, whether we believe it or not, and it has been replaced with freedom. The freedom to die and yet to live, to fail and yet to succeed. The freedom to play, to serve, to love, to await, to laugh or to cry, or to sit idle, even to get busy. We have that freedom. Yes, judgment against us will persist just as sin persists. But the gospel pronounces that these judgments have lost their bite. The law has been defanged. The condemnation we feel is simply a feeling. No more binding them any other. So we may judge others and they may judge us. We may judge ourselves, but God has gotten out of that judgment game. Christ is the final word on that score. I'm here to tell you, this is not just good news. It is the best news. Our crucifixion with Christ settles it. The baptism settles it. We have died with Christ and we have risen again to live the life that he would want us to live. And we don't have to worry about this sin that so easily besets us. What we need to do is relinquish it. Let go. You have a blessed day.